Book One, Part One of On the Nature of Things. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Daniel Vermont. On the Nature of Things by Titus Lucretius Carus. Translated by William Ellery Leonard. Book One. Part One. Proem. Mother of Rome, delight of gods and men, dear Venus, that beneath the gliding stars makest to teem the many-voyaged main and fruitful lands, for all of living things through thee alone are evermore conceived, through thee are risen to visit the great sun before thee goddess and thy coming on flee stormy wind and massy cloud away for thee the daedal earth bears scented flowers for thee waters of the unvexed deep smile and the hollows of the serene sky glow with diffused radiance for thee for soon as comes the springtime face of day and procreant gales blow from the west unbarred first fowls of air smit to the heart by thee foretoken thy approach o thou divine and leap the wild herds round the happy fields or swim the bounding torrents thus amain seized with the spell all creatures follow thee whithersoever thou walkest forth to lead and thence through seas and mountains and swift streams through leafy homes of birds and greening plains kindling the lure of love in every breast thou bringest the eternal generations forth kind after kind and since tis thou alone guidest the cosmos and without thee naught is risen to reach the shining shores of light nor aught of joyful or of lovely born thee do i crave co-partner in that verse which i presume on nature to compose for memmius mine whom thou hast willed to be peerless in every grace at every hour wherefore indeed divine one give my words immortal charm lull to a timely rest or sea and land the savage works of war for thou alone hast power with public peace to aid mortality since he who rules the savage works of battle puissant mars how often to thy bosom flings his strength or mastered by the eternal wound of love and there with eyes and full throat backward thrown gazing my goddess open-mouthed at thee pastures on love his greedy sight his breath hanging upon thy lips him thus reclined fill with thy holy body round above pour from those lips soft syllables to win peace for the romans glorious lady peace for in a season troublous to the state neither may i attend this task of mine with thought untroubled nor mid such events the illustrious scion of the memmian house neglect the civic cause whilst humankind throughout the lands lay miserably crushed before all eyes beneath religion 
who would show her head along the region skies glowering on mortals with her hideous face a greek it was who first opposing dared raise mortal eyes that terror to withstand whom nor the fame of gods nor lightning stroke nor threatening thunder of the ominous sky abashed but rather chafed to angry zest his dauntless heart to be the first to rend the cross-bars at the gates of nature old and thus his will and hardy wisdom won and forward thus he fared afar beyond the flaming ramparts of the world until he wandered the unmeasurable all whence he to us a conqueror reports what things can rise to being what cannot and by what law to each its scope prescribed its boundary stone that clings so deep in time wherefore religion now is underfoot and us his victory now exalts to heaven i know how hard it is in latian verse to tell the dark discoveries of the greeks chiefly because our pauper speech must find strange terms to fit the strangeness of the thing yet worth of thine and the expected joy of thy sweet friendship do persuade me on to bear all toil and wake the clear nights through seeking with what of words and what of song i may at last most gloriously uncloud for thee the light beyond wherewith to view the core of being at the centre hid and for the rest summon to judgments true unbusied ears and singleness of mind withdrawn from cares lest these my gifts arranged for thee with eager service thou disdain before thou comprehendest since for thee i prove the supreme law of gods and sky and the primordial germs of things unfold whence nature all creates and multiplies and fosters all and whither she resolves each in the end when each is overthrown this ultimate stock we have devised to name procreant atoms matter seeds of things or primal bodies as primal to the world i fear perhaps thou deemest that we fare an impious road to realms of thought profane but tis that same religion oftener far hath bred the foul impieties of men as once at aulus the elected chiefs foremost of heroes danaean counsellors defiled diana's altar virgin queen with agamemnon's daughter foully slain she felt the chaplet round her maiden locks and fillets fluttering down on either cheek and at the altar marked her grieving sire the priest beside him who concealed the knife and all the folk in tears at sight of her with a dumb terror and a sinking knee she dropped nor might avail her now that first was she who gave the king a father's name they raised her up they bore the trembling girl on to the altar hither led not now with solemn rites and hymeneal choir but sinless woman sinfully fordone a parent felled her on her bridal day making his child a sacrificial beast to give the ships auspicious winds for troy such are the crimes to which religion leads 
and there shall come the time when even thou forced by the soothsayer's terror tales shalt seek to break from us ah many a dream even now can they concoct to rout thy plans of life and trouble all thy fortunes with base fears i own with reason for if men but knew some fixed end to ills they would be strong by some device unconquered to withstand religions and the menacings of seers but now nor skill nor instrument is theirs since men must dread eternal pains in death for what the soul may be they do not know whether tis born or enter in at birth and whether snatched by death it die with us or visit the shadows in the vasty caves of orcus or by some divine decree enter the brute herds as our Aeneas sang who first from lovely helicon brought down a laurel wreath of bright perennial leaves renowned for ever among the italian clans yet Aeneas too in everlasting verse proclaims those vaults of acheron to be though thence he said nor souls nor bodies fair but only phantom figures strangely wan and tells how once from out those regions rose old homer's ghost to him and shed salt tears and with his words unfolded nature's source then be it ours with steady mind to clasp the purport of the skies the law behind the wandering courses of the sun and moon to scan the powers that speed all life below but most to see with reasonable eyes of what the mind of what the soul is made and what it is so terrible that breaks on us asleep or waking in disease until we seem to mark and hear at hand dead men whose bones earth bosomed long ago end of book one part one recording by daniel vermont osaka japan